Hi, I'm Jeremiah Johnston. Here's the podcast for The Jeremiah Johnston Show. And don't forget, you can also listen live across the Faith Radio Network Saturdays at 11 a.m. Central or 12 Eastern for the entire hour. And if you want your question read on the live show, go ahead and send it to me at www.askjjj.com. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome to The Jeremiah Johnston Show. Combining cutting-edge biblical scholarship with meaningful, thought-provoking discussions and practical answers to your questions. It's time to own your faith and be a Christian thinker with our host, author, Bible scholar, apologist, and president of the Christian Thinker Society, Dr. Jeremiah Johnston. Welcome to the Jeremiah Johnston Show. This is your host, Jeremiah. Welcome aboard for another great broadcast, inspiring, encouraging, resourcing, and equipping you to love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Uh, Friends, there is no question there is a psychological warfare that is being waged against the mind of every single follower of Jesus Christ. Make no mistake, the battle is raging for your mind, and that's the beauty and the power of the scriptures and that it inspires us to love Jesus Christ with our heart, soul, and mind. Remember what the Apostle Paul said in his writing to the church at Philippi, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. That's Philippians 2.5. Ephesians 6.11 says that you may be able to stand up against the schemes of the devil. And so many of those schemes are when the enemy plants thoughts in our minds that do not square with what we know to be true of who we are in Jesus Christ. I cannot know, though, the mind of Christ without knowing the Word of God. And that's what this program is all about. It's why it's so exciting to have you joining us today. If you're listening across the Faith Radio Network live or later on in our podcast uh, through the Jeremiah Johnston Show archives online, however you are joining us, it is not an accident. God has you here to sharpen you. And to strengthen you. As I've said many times on this program, these are the most exciting times to be a follower of Jesus. I'm convinced of that. We are living in the golden age of Christianity, but it is also a time where every one of us need to stand up and be counted. We are going to be held accountable for the kind of faith that we had. And I've been reading the book of Jude. It's actually only one chapter. I've been studying it because I'm writing a book based on Jude chapter 1. Right now, Jude says that we are called and we are kept in the love of God the Father. Therefore, we should have a confidence immediately to communicate our faith. We see that in Jude where he says that we are to agonize for our faith. And we can do that with great confidence because we know we are kept by God the Father. We are literally in the love of God the Father as a believer in Jesus Christ. It is a beautiful thought. And so my job is just simply to guide you by the hand. If you're joining us through this This broadcast and through Christian Thinker Society, the calling of our ministry is to inspire you to love God with your heart, soul, and mind, to teach Christians to think and thinkers to become Christians. And so we have a great program laid out for you today. My good friend, Dr. Ronnie Floyd, joined me in a remote studio. We're going to have a wonderful discussion. We were both speaking recently at an event. We're going to be talking about everything from soul care all the way on the flip side of the paranormal. So we've got a great interview and a great discussion coming up for you. And, of course, I'm taking your questions right now. So simply go to askjjj.com. 
Email me your questions. They're already coming in. I'm happy to discuss those. Looking forward to have you for this discussion on the Jeremiah Johnson Show. Now, we're going to be back in 90 seconds with my good friend, Dr. Ronnie Floyd, pastor of Cross Church, former president of the Southern Baptist Convention and current president of the National Day of Prayer. Stay with us. Great program. Happy to have you with us. Friends, welcome back to the Jeremiah Johnston Show on Faith Radio Network. I've been so excited for today's program uh, because joining me right here in studio is Dr. Ronnie Floyd, uh, a man that I've admired my entire life mm. for his ministry, for his leadership, for his passion, for his prayer, for his amazing family. Uh, mm. Dr. Floyd, it's so great to have you on our program today. Thank you, Jeremy. It really is an honor. Oh, thank you. Always good to see you and proud of what God's doing through you. Thank you, Dr. Floyd. So I want to begin uh, with a personal note, friends. Uh, some of you are probably aware that my wife and I and our triplets, who were 13 months old at the time, along with Lily Faith and Justin, we were emergency evacuated from right. Fort Bend County. Mm-hmm. And we did not know what was happening. Mm-hmm. And that first Sunday after Hurricane Harvey, I turned on the television. We That's weren't right. in church. We're actually at a friend's house. Mm-hmm. And I see you, Dr. Floyd. That's right. On Fox and Friends on a mm-hmm. Sunday morning, mm-hmm. they asked you to pray. Yeah. And, you know, I thought it was just me at the time. And then I mm-hmm. saw it was it blew up on Twitter. It went viral. It went on social media. Amazing. Talk about what it meant to pray for our nation wow. in a moment that was really challenging yeah. for so many well, of us. You know, I'm a Texan. And so I have a heart for Texas and grew up not far from Houston. So grew up with hurricanes swirling in and around us, you know, and with that, Jeremy, I've had a real heart every time we face an mm-hmm. issue like that in our country. And um, that weekend, I just happened to be away. I was in Birmingham with my son, who's a football coach there, and I uh, got a call. Fox and Friends wanted me to come on, and so I, I went down to the studio and was there and was talking about that. The, the president had had asked for a day of prayer for America, if you remember mm-hmm. that, which is pretty unique. I yeah. mean, it shows how devastated that part of the country was. And when he did that, at the end of my, my time of talking and answering their questions, trying to be what, what I felt like I needed to be in that setting, they asked me at the end of that broadcast, uh, well, Dr. Floyd, would you lead us in praying for America today. I mean, you know. I mean, this is Fox News. This isn't a Christian station. No, man. I, I could, and so I, 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 I just went in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, God got on it. And I got finished with that prayer. And I said, after the guy in the studio, I was, I was doing this in Birmingham. I said, can you believe what they just asked me to do? Mm-hmm. He said, I, listen, I've done this my whole life. I have never in my life seen that happen. Well, you know, it was so stunning, I think, to listeners. I mean, immediately yeah. it blew up. And by the afternoon, it was everywhere. Mm-hmm. And thank God mm-hmm. that God, in his heart, chose to lift that up, Amen. Amen. to encourage people in this day and time. And if nothing else, it encouraged those who were outside of that region simply to say, 
wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that we need to go to God anytime, anywhere, about anything, and that's what we did. Friends, my guest today on the Jeremiah Johnson Show is Dr. Ronnie Floyd. You probably recognize his voice, a phenomenal leader, pastor of Cross Church, reaching all of northwest Arkansas and beyond. Uh, former president, rather, of the Southern Baptist Convention and now president of the National Day of Prayer. Mm. And I think it's interesting, Dr. Floyd, because I followed your ministry my entire life, Mm. and you have always been about prayer. The victory is not one on the platform. Mm. It is one in the prayer room. It is Mm. one in the private prayer room. And Mm. you have led us about prayer in our private life, fasting. Mm. And so is it any wonder that God would have you so teed up? Hmm. for this moment hmm. when you could literally pray for our nation. Well, thank you, Jeremy. You know, the, the challenge in today is America's broken. Mm-hmm. The country's broken. The reason the country is broken because families are broken. Families are broken because we're individually broken. That's right. And relationships are an absolute disaster. Anger is raging mm-hmm. uh, all over the country, uh, all over families, in churches. Yeah. I mean, this is crazy. And and the bottom line is we really have to take this on spiritually. Yes. And, and I'm not minimizing uh, all of those other challenges. I get it. Mm-hmm. I'm I follow it. I'm I'm somewhat of a political junkie. Okay. Yeah. And so so you know I have to always be careful to pull myself back yeah. in a little bit because I I do enjoy some of that. But the other side of it is is that I've, I I was telling someone a while ago I feel like we are. We, are, we, we have God over here with us in one corner. The enemy is in the other corner. And, I mean, we're just going to blows. Yeah. And it's just like, Jeremy, I feel like we're, while, while we're so close in many ways to, to, to the next great move of God in our country, there is a mighty, mighty mm-hmm. force. And the battle is not political, folks. I know that sometimes we, we reduce it. But it's reduced to politics. It's not politics. The problem is a spiritual Amen. problem. And we have to deal with it biblically and spiritually uh, as God called men and women. Mm, so powerful. My guest today is Dr. Ronnie Floyd. And I want to transition because something I also appreciate about your ministry is the holistic approach that you take to ministry. And mm. um, I appreciate all of your writing, but I especially, um, from a personal level, someone that feels the pressure of schedules, mm. a busy dad, traveling a lot, demands right. of time. Sure. Uh, you've just recently come out with a book, and friends, it's called Living Fit. And you've identified five areas right. where we need to live fit. Now, friends, I want to make sure you understand we're talking to someone with an informed opinion. I mean, Dr. Mm. Floyd, I can only imagine the mm. thousands of hours you have logged counseling people, praying with people, mm. hospital visits, helping, and then helping leaders, mm. seeing the disaster stories. So mm. you have had such an informed experience, and then mm. you've lived this in your own life, you and your mm. sweet family. Why this book, Living Fit, right now, and what is it about these five? And I'm going to let you share the five categories. Sure. How do they interplay with one another? I look at it, Jeremy, like you would be getting into your car, and you have a dashboard in your car. And many times you get in, you never one time think about what's on that dashboard. You just start the vehicle and roll. Every now and then you look at the fuel tank. Uh, you don't look at the speedometer as much as you should. <laughs> and in in relationship to that, that's the very same way we live life. Our life is full of what I believe. Uh, I, I categorize it as five gauges in life. Our spiritual gauge, our physical gauge, our relational gauge, our financial gauge, and our emotional gauge. Mm-hmm. And what, what I really try to do is, 
is to bring this into fruition for, for those of us who are followers of Christ. And that is this, is that as our spiritual life goes, so goes the rest of our life. So true. Where we are spiritually many times determines the way we look at uh, the, way, the way we live physically, whether we take care of ourselves, the way we deal with relationships. It alters the way we look at money. It alters the way we, we deal with the emotions of life. As you, you know, you've been in ministry for years, Jeremy, and you've watched people, walked with people through good times, bad times. When the spiritual's out of sorts, or the physical's out of sorts, or the financial's out of sorts, or there's the relational's out of sorts, you add all that up, whatever's out of sorts, that's what you get on the emotional end. Mm-hmm. And that's why most people live such volatile lives, yeah. so up, so down, they don't understand why. You need to go back. And check all the gauges. Mm-hmm. When we're driving on the road, all of a sudden, you're on an interstate. You, the light goes off. The buzz happens. It says, get to a gas station. Get to a fuel area. And it shows the next one's here. And if you're not careful, you're on a certain interstate, and there's no exit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes we feel that way in life, that there's no exit. But we need to look at our gauges. We don't need to wait until they go off. Mm-hmm. We need to deal with them somewhat every day and look at those matters. Because if we don't look at them, they pile up. Mm-hmm. They get in our backpack. Then we carry that around with us, and it weights us down in life. Mm-hmm. I love what you're saying, too, because so much of it is a spiritual issue as well. Absolutely. And you're speaking to a lot of people out there that are in the business world. They may, have, they may think they have the financial check mark, mm-hmm. but they feel totally out of whack, whack physically emotionally, spiritually, they're poisoning themselves with their stress. Mm. What are some immediate next steps to our listeners for the spiritual aspect? Where do we begin? Well, I think it begins, first of all, with a commitment that every day you begin your day with God. Mm. Whether you're an early morning person or you rise at 10 o'clock or 2 o'clock, you know, that's Mm -hmm. between you and God. I'm an early morning guy. But, you know, wherever you rise, start your day with God. That is the most valuable thing you can do in your life spiritually. I think about spiritual things. I think about what I believe um, has been one of the most revolutionary principles in my life. Read the Bible every day and through it annually. Mm -hmm. I've done that no less than than 27, 28 years. And and I read it at least once a year all the way. Mm -hmm. And the bottom line is the Word of God is a story. And it doesn't matter how much you read, God shows you things brand new all the time. And his mercies are new every morning. Mm -hmm. And boy, you know, I couldn't get through life if I didn't make those notes in my journal. Know that God spoke to my heart about this. God put it in my heart deeply about this. And that, and that I'm going to stand on that word today, or I'm going to stand on it in relationship to a leadership decision, a decision of my church, or something with something I'm involved in. I'm going to allow it in a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And I always go to the Lord, and the only place I need to go is to the Lord. In His word, He helps me chart the path. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't go forward with that. Mm-hmm. And then there are times God calls us to seasons, Jeremy, mm-hmm. seasons when we need to withdraw a little bit, and we need to enter into moments of fasting and prayer, just just moments with God, um, whatever those are, a day, three days, or longer. I don't know. That's that's up to you. But but the importance of that is there are times you just need to get cleansed 
your mind, your heart. Mm. You need to put a stop to some things so you can hear what God's saying. Friends, my guest today is the former president of the Southern Baptist Convention, now president of the National Day of Prayer and pastor of Cross Churches, a cross church all across northwest Arkansas and beyond, uh, Dr. Ronnie Floyd. Um, we've got to go to a break, but don't change the dial because in 90 seconds, I want to drill down a little bit further because you just said something. This entire interview has been excellent, but thank you for talking about listening when God speaks to you. I'm going to ask, what are the secrets to know when when it is God speaking to you, Mm -hmm. when you do need to make a step or perhaps pull back? Mm -hmm. We're talking to Dr. Ronnie Floyd. This is Faith Radio Network. Friends, welcome back. I'm Jeremiah, your host. This is the Jeremiah Johnson Show, the show that combines the best of biblical scholarship with real-life practical answers to your unanswered questions. And we're talking today with Dr. Ronnie Floyd, pastor of Cross Church, and we've been discussing his excellent new book, Living Fit, a holistic view of how to live well, broken into five parts, spiritually, physically, relationally, financially, and emotionally. And in the last segment, uh, Dr. Floyd, you discussed uh, that sometimes God speaks to us to pull back, to go into a greater mm-hmm. season. Almost, you know, I think of the Nazarite vow in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it was for life, sometimes it was for a season. But you discuss those seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, you have many people listening to you right now who perhaps feel like God may be speaking to them. How can they be sure it's God? And how do you know when mm-hmm. God is telling you? And, and, and what do we say also? For, I mean, we're parents of five children we live in a life, we're living a life with so much noise right now right. with tech. How do we mm-hmm. stop all of that and actually know to mm-hmm. hear God? And, and what's the place of the local church in all this too? Well, the local church is prominent and dominant and should be. And we need to make it that way if it's not in your life. Mm-hmm. And it's just real critical that we remember and always rise or make the, the place of the church a priority uh, in our lives. I would say this about going back to your question about how do we know God is speaking to us. Um, you know, I've never had God just declare his, his voice out of heaven to me. But I have had God speak to me through his word. Mm. His word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, the Bible says. And that's why I get in the word every day. The Bible says that the word is life to me. Mm-hmm. Well, if it's life, how do I enter that life? i got to get in the word. Here's what I know, Jeremy. You asked the question, how do we know God is speaking to us? The more I'm in his word, the more I hear his voice. Mm. I know his ways. I can recognize his voice in my life in various manners. But it always comes back to His Word. He will never lead us apart from His Word. His Word validates what God is saying. It invalidates what so much noise is in the world. And so much sometimes that we think, oh, this is God. Well, it's not God. If it's not in His Word, it's not God. Mm -hmm. And so we need to be really wise, really careful, really discerning. And, you know, that's why I love what you do. Because you help people think through their faith Mm -hmm. and not just take everything everybody says, and it's truth. What's truth is God's truth. Mm. All truth is God's truth. And if it's not in his word, it's not truth. Friends, we're talking to Dr. Ronnie Floyd, dropping so much wisdom on us on the Jeremiah Johnston Show. Uh, And I love that Arthur Holmes comment, all truth is God's truth. Mm -hmm. And what I appreciate about what you just said is it's been my experience as well 
The will of God for my life is always found in the word of God. Um, And when I needed wisdom about asking a redhead to marry me, I Mm. went to the Bible and God's Mm -hmm. word made it very clear to me. And I've never had God speak to me either, but I have had specific direction in my life from the word of God to take steps of faith, Mm. to make difficult decisions. And Mm. so, friends, please don't be one of these Christians. And I say this in love, but I say this as your friend and your coach who says that God is silent to you when your Bible's never cracked open. Absolutely. There are 7,487 promises in God's word from God to us, 7,487. Friends, you need to claim those promises in your life. Now, I love, I appreciate so much what you said about Christian thinkers, because mm-hmm. this is what we need. Jesus said in Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, we're to love him with our heart, soul, and mind. And we do lead Christian thinker society. And Dr. Floyd, you are a great Christian thinker. And what I appreciate mm-hmm. about one of your legacies already is working with the world's largest Christian publisher, Lifeway mm-hmm. Christian Publishing, really to resurrect this wonderful curriculum called BSFL, Bible Mm. Studies for Life Curriculum. Mm. I loved it. I actually had the opportunity to write The Dark Side, which was a Mm -hmm. six-chapter study, Mm. uh, because I get asked about the paranormal. It's our top three question Mm. right now is, you know, Christians who want Alexa to share their horoscope with them every day instead of Mm. go to God's Word. And I personally saw, having worked through that, the power of that curriculum. Mm. Uh, Tell us about the architecture and your vision, and then... More so even how you, how you integrate the life of the mind in your own personal mm. teaching for the pastors yeah. who are listening. Well, for four years, I served as the general editor of Bible Studies for Life. They wanted to reinvent it. Um, they wanted um, a pastor in their mind who had some level of influence. They've never had an, uh, an outside editor to the, to, to the mm-hmm. curriculum. And it's the largest curriculum yeah. that Lifeway has. Over a million people yeah, use it every absolutely, week. Absolutely, a million and a half. I mean, it's mm. pretty a remarkable plus. And so with that, you know, what we did is we, we rallied a group of thinkers, Christian thinkers from all walks of life, brought them to Nashville. Um, they decided a few. I decided a few of those people. We had about 20, 25 people. They gave about 24 hours to the process. And, you know, we listened to what they said, and then we – we said, uh-uh, scrapped it. And we made it from the church to the church. Wow, yeah. That's a difference. You know, you got to live your theology out in your life, but you, right. you know, it's going to be tested through the local church. And so with that, we, that's the way we formulated it. And so we began the journey, and we designed the curriculum. And so much of the curriculum, as you know, as you followed it, was it was based on the Word. Exactly, you know, it's, all Bible days. It's, it's where yeah. the Bible meets life. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's still advancing. It's still doing well. And uh, I'm so thankful for those four years when I served as that because mm-hmm. it really rebooted it. Totally. It, it re-envisioned it. And, uh, and the Lord is using it mightily today. And I'm grateful for every moment I had in that. And it's being used by denominations. Absolutely. Multi-denominational. Um, Absolutely. I, was, I marveled. I personally mm. saw its reach by just yeah. the responses. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you do the Bible study, it's actually it gets scheduled into the curriculum right. schedule calendar. Mm-hmm. And so for six weeks, it was the dark side. Oh, and yeah. I was hearing from people from Methodist churches, Baptist, sure. Lutheran, Missouri right. Synod. It was powerful. And yeah. so... 
uh, on behalf of the greater church community, mm-hmm. thank you for taking time well, to thank you. In, reinvigorate such a great yeah. series. Well, I really think one of the great things Lifeway did with their curriculum in that was they also uh, did what you just said, put it through their curriculum series, obviously, which is Bible Studies for Life. But they also created an undated version because mm-hmm. so much of stuff today, you know, is on demand. Yeah. It's not about it's timeless. This. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so they created that. So what you did... And what the other uh, leaders did that poured into those studies uh, for those years is that God's going to use them forever and ever. That's right. Yeah. You know, that's the great thing about writing. Yeah. Is that, you know, you, you meet people everywhere you go. Man, this book meant something to me. I saw this article the other day mm-hmm. online. You wrote, wow, man, thank you. You helped mm-hmm. me. Well, hey, that's what it's all about. And every now and then you get somebody who says, man, you're nuts. Yeah. What are you saying? <laughs> you know, that's okay. I mean, you know, and we dialogue about it, and, uh, and hopefully we can bring them around. Uh, Dr. Floyd, uh, we have time for one more question. And, friends, I want to encourage you right now to buy Living Fit. Um, I can't think of a better topic, honestly, because if you need calibration spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, if you feel like your life is just being stress-poisoned, this Mm. is a book that you need to get that's written by a pastor, an expert, uh, somebody who has seen the effects, both pros and cons, when your life is out of whack, but also how successful and fun life can be when we get Mm. these five things right. So, Mm. Dr. Floyd, thank you for writing Living Fit. I have a final question before you ask all of our guests that Mm. come on this program. Um, I have been asked over 10,000 text message questions at live events, just like the one we're at right now, from Christians primarily. And I would love to know, in your Christian journey, what's the unanswered question perhaps you struggled with the most, or perhaps you're dealing with it right now, that one question that you look forward to ask God, or perhaps it was formative early on in your life. Uh, but I personally think that vulnerability is the new superpower in reaching people. <laughs> um, so what, what is the unanswered question you've struggled with, Dr. Floyd? Well, that's a great question. It's probably the one that people ask me all the time. One of the greatest illustrations of that would be the loss of a young life. Mm. A young life that was valuable. A life that was making a difference for God. Uh, I think of a young minister by the name of Andrew Prey, Mm. who was the son of my worship uh, leader named Buster Prey, who's now leading my Pinnacle Hills campus. Uh, as the leader of the ministry. Uh, after he became uh, that, he was in a major church in Atlanta, uh, was out on an afternoon just before Thanksgiving, on the day before Thanksgiving, and uh, on his bike. And, and you know, the son was out, and, and the driver of a bus did not see him. And Andrew lost his life. He was 30, 31 years of age. It's one of the most devastating moments I've ever gone through as a pastor. I had so many people ask me that question. Mm-hmm. Why in the world? I mean, we're talking about a guy that was already a major worship leader yeah. in a major church in Atlanta. Effective family. Yeah, yeah, family, young family. I mean, we're talking about a, a, a game changer. Mm. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. Mm. And the only thing I can do is to... Is I reminded the family that day on that funeral that I did that was one of the most challenging moments of my life. Uh, it reminded me of when Jacob wrestled with the Lord, mm. and um, God gave him a limp yeah. the rest of his life. And it doesn't mean that life is going to be bad from now on. It just means you're going to have a limp mm-hmm. that reminds you of your need for God Amen. every day. And that your call is to trust him. 
their life. And friends, uh, what a note to end on with Dr. Ronnie Floyd, our guest today. And if you're struggling, I want to remind you it's okay to say you're struggling. That's why 28% of the 2,461 verses in the Psalms are a lament. God, where are you? God, will you show up in my life? God, help Mm -hmm. me. I don't feel like you're there anymore. And you know what? God's a big boy. He can take those kind of prayers. Mm -hmm. He wants you to even pray that way in a transparent way. Uh, Dr. Floyd, God just continues to use you at such unique moments. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I want to end where we began. First, uh, from a couple of Hurricane Harvey evacuees (laughs) nine days away from our home, uh, we ran out with our PJs on with our triplets. Uh, You so ministered to us and millions Mm -hmm. of others with your prayer. Thank you for your leadership in the National Day of Prayer. Thank you for writing Living Fit. And thank you for the centrality of the local church, uh, God's method for reaching the world. And just thanks for your friendship. And I hope that you will consider coming back on our program again. Oh, I'll be here anytime you want me, Jeremy. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Floyd. You're listening to the Jeremiah Johnson Show. I'll be back to answer more of your unanswered questions right after the break. Back to the Jeremiah Johnston Show. I just finished an interesting discussion with Dr. Ronnie Floyd uh, where we, in fact, discussed my Bible study. He gave leadership, of course, to the entire Bible Studies for Life curriculum. I wrote a Bible study in that curriculum called The Dark Side, which focused on how to arm and equip and resource believers to have the authority they've been given in Jesus Christ straight from the Bible. And it's interesting to me because an article was just released on several different different outlets, uh, Newsweek, in fact, number of witches rises dramatically across the United States as millennials reject Christianity. This is the title that Newsweek uh, decided to use. Um, And it's not clickbait. There's actually quite a resurgence happening right now in the United States where the article goes on to claim, based on a couple of different studies and a couple of different articles, it's important to always check these things in the sources, but I've read it, And there's 1.5 million witches active right now in the United States. Now, the article goes on to compare that uh, to the Presbyterian Church, the mainline denomination. I'm not picking on any mainline denomination. I'm just quoting this article that says there are more witches than Presbyterians in the United States, as there's only, quote, 1.4 million Presbyterians. In any case, friends, uh, I've known that there is quite a fascination with the paranormal. This is why. I discuss it so frequently. In fact, uh, recently I was invited to address a community of pastors of all different denominations in Boston, Massachusetts. It was actually a fantastic event. I had the opportunity to preach from Billy Sunday's pulpit. Uh, Billy Sunday uh, was like the Billy Graham before Billy Graham and the generation before Billy Graham. He's a former Major League Baseball player turned uh, evangelist, and he would pack out arenas and preach powerfully. And so I had the opportunity to preach from behind his pulpit. But here I am in New England. Uh, just a stone's throw from Harvard, as they say there. And what do they have me address? What is the topic that the pastors from across the denominational spectrum invite me there to address? None other than the subject of paranormal, the new normal. How should Christians respond to spiritual darkness and paranormal activity? That was my address to the pastors there 
because here's some of the facts as it relates to paranormal as being the new normal. Number one, have you noticed that we never hear about Satanism anymore? Uh, we don't hear about that. That's thought to be weird. That's so 90s. No, we hear about the paranormal. It's trendy. It's cool to talk about paranormal experiences. In fact, uh, as I've pointed out, not just in the dark side, but in several other things that I've published, Almost one-third of Americans regularly consult their horoscopes. Forty-two million Americans have personally, individually consulted a psychic or medium or a fortune teller. Twenty-five percent of Americans actually research ghosts in haunted houses. Twenty-five percent of Americans are fascinated by UFO sightings. Twenty-one percent of Americans even believe in Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster. So, I mean, paranormal experiences are actually quite normal in American culture. Seventy-one percent of Americans claim that they have personally had a paranormal experience. And so what do we make of this as followers of Jesus? What do we make of this as confident Christians, like the book of Jude says, who are kept in the love of God? Well, number one, make no mistake, any time the paranormal comes up, there is nothing to fear. I want to say that again. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, all authority in Jesus Christ has been given to you. 1 John 4, 4 is a powerful passage. John reminds his readers, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Make no mistake, though. Paul also said in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 13, that evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Even Paul says in another place, I think it's 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 11, verse 14, that Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. And it's fascinating to me that Satan disguised as, as an angel of light has made paranormal activity so trendy and so acceptable in our culture today. I mean, we have television series about the paranormal, movie franchises, best-selling novels, haunted ha houses, poltergeist tours, fortune-telling, channeling, psychic fairs, ghost photography, you name it. And yet Christians become so confused. And I think the reason that so many Christians become confused, and I have been asked hundreds, if not over a thousand questions on something related to some kind of paranormal experience. I think the reason so many Christians are confused is really the error that was first pointed out by C.S. Lewis. Now, do you remember how C.S. Lewis first became famous in the United States of America? I mean, he's just a household name today. But Lewis did not emerge as a celebrity in North America until his wartime, that would be World War II, bestseller, The Screwtape Letters a book that he dedicated to his dear friend, J.R.R. Tolkien. Uh, by the way, uh, Tolkien was none too pleased in his mind to have such a low-brow book as Screwtape Letters dedicated to him. I think little did both of them know uh, this book would stand the test of time and now be ministering to literally millions of readers. Screwtape Letters 31 in number originally appeared in a series of articles in The Guardian, a, a Christian magazine, not to be confused with the current Guardian newspaper. And Lewis said, in the preface to Screwtape Letters, there are two equal and opposite errors as it relates to the devils. That's demonic activity. One is to have this um, preoccupation with them. The other is to ignore the reality altogether. We need to have a biblical centrism. 
As Christians, we need to know our authority in Jesus Christ. When I read articles that witches are on the rise, this makes me even more determined as a Christian thinker. Yes, millennials are open to spiritualism. Yes, they're open uh, to these ideas. And you know what? That's an opening for them to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and see its power evidenced and experienced in their own lives. And so in this power teaching segment, when you see this, don't let that get you worried as a believer in Jesus Christ. Let it remind you to recommit yourself to be a Christian thinker, and to go out and fulfill the Great Commission. We'll be back to answer some more of your questions on the Jeremiah Johnston Show. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Jeremiah Johnston Show. Answering your questions now submitted through AskJJJ.com. Uh, if you missed the previous segment where I am reacting in the power teaching segment to this article that was in Newsweek about the increase of witches in America, I would encourage you to check that out. Um, here's a question. Dr. Johnston, my daughter regularly reads her horoscope. Uh, she is a member of our youth ministry. Do you recommend this? Is it okay for my daughter to read her horoscope? Thank you so much. Uh, for submitting this question to me, Cindy. Uh, no, I would not recommend uh, you allow your daughter to read her horoscope daily or ever, for that matter. Um, what do I need to do about the will of God for my life? It can be found in one place and one place only in the scriptures. I do not need to consult a horoscope if I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, to try to determine uh, some kind of wisdom for a decision I'm going to make, or if I'm going to have a good day or a bad day, I'm a child of the king. I am who God says I am. I am not what a horoscope scope says that I am. And yet, uh, Cindy, I appreciate your question because there's so much confusion as it relates to the paranormal. I will never forget when I was asked to officiate the funeral of someone very close to me who actually asked me if they could consult a medium to contact their dead child. And this is where it really gets my attention how attractive the paranormal has become in our society. Yeah, it might begin with something that seems innocent enough, like horoscopes or having Alexa redo your horoscope or playing with a Ouija board or just having a fascination with crazy demonic stuff, but it's a slippery slope. And when you open your door, your door of your life to the demonic world, it becomes very difficult to shut. In fact, it can only be shut by the power of Jesus Christ in us. This sweet family, though, was grieving, and the paranormal was playing on the grieving disposition on this family who had just lost a child, and they would do anything to try to contact their child again. It gave me an opportunity to open the Word of God and say, no, your child is with Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.8, absent from the body, face-to-face -face fellowship in communion. He is in the presence of Jesus Christ. And so, listen, friends, make no mistake, Satan is in retreat mode today. He is powerless against Christ, and he has no authority over you as a follower of Jesus. And yet, when you're not prepared, when you become confused about your identity in Jesus Christ, we become fearful of the paranormal world. And this is why I quoted First John 4, 4 in the previous segment. So, Again, though, the paranormal, it's become attractive, it's become normal in our society, but make no mistake, it always makes false promises that it cannot deliver on. Uh, when I was studying um, for one of my previous books, Unanswered, where I discussed the paranormal, I did a deep dive into studying psychics and mediums. And again, all liars, they literally don't use their real names, they use aliases, and yet, did you know there are over 300 
ordained Christian psychics or mediums. So when you um, consult these mediums or these psychics, you're not just consulting any old uh, rink-a-dink uh, psychic. You're actually consulting an ordained Christian psychic. Friends, again, there is no such thing. That is an oxymoron as an ordained Christian psychic. I don't need to consult a psychic. I have the spirit of God dwelling in me. I'm a child of the king. And your word, almighty God, as the psalmist said, have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you or go into confusion. And so, so much more I'm going to say about that. In fact, I'm going to be addressing this for an entire program in the weeks ahead. Uh, so stay with us on the Jeremiah Johnson show as I continue to discuss the paranormal. Let me get to another question that was submitted uh, through AskJJJ.com. This comes from Daniel. Hello, Dr. Johnston. I really want to give my life to Jesus. I really want to follow him and live for him and share the gospel with others. But I don't feel I can ever be saved as I don't feel I have genuine faith to believe the gospel. I feel that I can't ever be saved because once I doubted the gospel, I've given my life once before and then doubted later in my journey. And so I came to the conclusion that I never really was saved because I doubted the gospel. Please help. I don't know what to do. And I really want to live for him. Thank you. Well, Daniel, thank you so much for submitting this question to me. Um, you make some remarkable statements here, but you're not alone. I want to remind you of what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. I tell you the truth, if you have faith even as small as a mustard seed, you will be saved. You can say to this mountain, move here or there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. A mustard seed is tiny. It's minuscule. Um, it is not the amount of faith that saves you. It is who you place your trust in for your salvation. Salvation, according to the Bible, is placing your trust in Jesus Christ, his death in your behalf, his atoning sacrifice once for all completed on the cross, and in his resurrection, showing that the death payment for our sins was in fact indeed acceptable. Jesus rode victorious from the grave. If you believe that in your heart, you confess it with your mouth. Romans says you are a Christian. You are saved. You are a follower of Christ. You use this word feel, I think, let me see here, three or four times in your emailed question. Feeling becomes a very dangerous barometer for how sincere your faith is. In fact, I've given messages in the past related to something, uh, I, why I don't feel my faith sometimes. We go back to the fact of faith, not the feelings of faith. And you know what? You're not the first Christian to doubt your salvation experience. In fact, I had a great thinker on recently. I asked him what his unanswered question was. And he very honestly said, you know, I used to doubt my salvation experience. And here's a guy who's ministering to thousands of people. So you're not alone if you doubt. What do I do? I bathe my mind in the scriptures, and then it doesn't really matter how I feel. I bathe myself in the truth of the scripture, and I've actually put together a list of, I think it's 103, it might be up to 104 now, passages that remind me that nothing can pluck me from the Father's hand. I've made my decision for Christ. The Holy Spirit has been sealed. I've been sealed in the Spirit as earnest, literally as a pre-deposit on my salvation, Ephesians 1.14. But I have 103 passages. I'd be happy to share these with you. Thank you so much for submitting the questions. And again, all those of you listening, I'd love for you to join this discussion. So again, submit your question to me at AskJJJ.com. I'm going to be back in just 90 seconds with some final thoughts to wrap up today's broadcast.
is Jeremiah, your host on the Jeremiah Johnston Show. This program is dedicated to resourcing and equipping you to love God with your heart, soul, and mind. Thanks for all the questions that have been submitted at AskJJJ.com. We've really had an interesting discussion today. I encourage you, if you've missed any part of this program or any part of the previous weekly programs, here's what I'd like to you to do. Definitely subscribe to the podcast. I hope you know how to do that. We have specific instructions both at christianthinkers.com and on the Faith Radio Network website for how if you have an Android phone or Android operating system phone, if you have an iPhone with iOS software, how you can easily and conveniently subscribe to the podcast. This way, Every time that Nat Becker, our wonderful producer here at the Jeremiah Johnston Show, uploads the live program, bing, it's immediately in your phone. So I want to encourage you to do that. Subscribe to the Jeremiah Johnston Show. Secondly, please share these programs. I hope you know what happens. We don't just have the live show. It actually lives in an archived world. Uh, every time we have a show, then we then I author a blog that goes out from the program. It goes out. It's shared on social media. It is shared on the Faith Radio website. It's shared on the ChristianThinkers.com blog. And then you can share that. The blog not only summarizes just briefly the program, but it actually has a click right there where you can listen to the program online. So please make use of these resources. We do it for you so that you can listen to it and you can stay up with the program. I understand people's schedules are always changing and shifting. I listen to all of my content on demand, and I'm very pleased by God's grace. And thanks to our partnership with Faith Radio Network, this program is available on demand for you. I also want to take a moment and encourage you, if you have a Facebook account, to like the Christian Thinker Society Facebook page. Why would I ask you to do this? Well, number one, I just want to connect with you. So at Facebook, at our Christian Thinker Society Facebook, join the 20,000 other people or so who have liked the Facebook page because we're constantly pushing out content through our Facebook page. We have hundreds of video clips that you can use for your Bible study. We have all kinds of encouraging thoughts. I keep you informed when I'm coming to your area or when we have a major apologetics event through Christian Thinker Society. So like the Christian Thinker Society page. And then definitely while you're connecting with me at Facebook, if you have Instagram, you can connect to me at Instagram. I'm at underscore Jeremiah J. That's J-E-R-E-M-I-A-H-J. Or on Twitter at underscore Jeremiah J. Definitely connect with us on social media. I want to hear. I want to hear from you. I want to. That's another great way for you to submit questions uh, for this radio and podcast broadcast. So definitely connect with us there. Many of you have been emailing me asking how you can schedule Christian Thinker Society and me specifically to come speak in your community. You can just handle that by going to ChristianThinkers.com. Click on the link that says Schedule Jeremiah. There's just a few brief questions, and that starts the process for seeing if, A, we already have an event scheduled in your area, or if, if you would like to be part of bringing me to your area. I would love to do that. I absolutely love going out and communicating the faith in live settings. That's certainly one major aspect of ChristianThinkers.com and Christian Thinkers Society, our ministry. So subscribe to the broadcast, connect with us on social media, and don't be afraid either to check out some of the great resources that we have available to you. This has been another wonderful broadcast. Thank you so much for the conversation, Dr. Ronnie Floyd, and thank you to those of you who continue to submit questions to the broadcast at AskJJJ.com. I'll see you next time. This is your host, Jeremiah, reminding you, greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. 1 John 4.4. Memorize it and live it. 
I'm Jeremiah Johnston. Thanks for listening to the podcast from The Jeremiah Johnston Show. I definitely want to hear from you, so if you have a follow-up question from today's program, you can submit it to me at www.askjjj.com. You'll also see how you can connect with us from there across social media. And don't forget, these conversations are available because of listener support. And you can make a gift right now to the Faith Radio Network at www.myfaithradio.com. And to avoid missing future editions of The Jeremiah Johnston Show, please subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. You can do a Google Play RSS feed. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and growing the impact of the program.